Welcome to episode number 149 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. My name's Sam Davis and we're coming to you in midweek after a win against Birmingham, which was good, but it sort of masked what happened at the weekend. And it wasn't particularly good, was it? AFC Bournemouth crashed out of the FA Cup at home on national TV at the hands of Boreham Wood. And many Cherries fans were asking themselves, when was the last good performance that we witnessed? And why does it get like this when the talent that we have is breathtakingly good? Is the pressure getting too much? Well, I suppose in the league is where it all counts. And we did see off the Blues 3-1, thanks to goals from Ryan Christie, Dominic Solanke and Jade Anthony. So on this show, we take in the raw reaction from what happened under the lights at Dean Court. But firstly, a dissection of that Boreham Wood. I wanted to say something with B, but I won't. That's swearing. But it wasn't very good. wasn't a pretty one was it mate definitely not no i think we um expected them to be up for it and credit to them as we've all said they they earned it but yeah from our perspective it was too similar to what we've seen of late and um yeah really disappointed because i thought there was a lot of players that were going to come in and think this is my opportunity and i thought we'd have too much but it was frustrating it was it was hot it was horrible to watch really really difficult and um yeah luckily we've got a game wednesday i think that's good we can see how we react now because I mean that was just it was so shoddy and we had the world seeing it on the telly as well it's been a culmination of uh it's been a significant sort of landmark really because it's been a culmination of so many matches and so many poor performances that we've had for quite a while even in winning against Barnsley we saw elements of what we saw on on Sunday night and you sad to say it we're in this uh you know predicament now where I, I don't have faith that we're going to be getting three points I know it's 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 worrying. It's a worrying trend, as you say. Barnsley, we were really poor, uh, really fortunate. We were playing bottom of the league, who were down on their feet. Um, and then get, game before that was Hull, wasn't it? Awful, lost the game. Luton, really poor, lost the game. And yeah, and there's too many similar patterns. Uh, fortunately for us, as we keep saying, Blackburn slipped up again. Teams are slipping up around us, and it means that despite all this, we're in a healthy position, yeah. and it's in our own hands. And we just got a we just got to react quickly and we got to turn it, turn it around quickly. But like you say, it's been going on for, for a while now. And yeah, I'm going in games thinking, will our quality just do enough? Because I'm not convinced on the style or the pattern of play is going to change too much because I think that Scott Parker has a philosophy, has a style, and that's what he wants the players to go out on the pitch and do. And at the moment, I don't think it's getting the best out of the group we've got. Um, we saw a deadline day and the players we've already got. got some blemming talented players, in my opinion, arguably the best, uh, strongest squad in the league. And they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be regimented in this way, in my opinion. I think they need more freedom to be able to go and show their stuff and go and play some football, um, especially at home to Boreham Wood. Why you're at home to Boreham Wood and 
playing in such a conservative way, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, there were a number of things. The personnel choices, just the way yeah. we were playing. There was a damning stat from Jacob Townsville, which I'm sure we'll touch on regarding the backwards passes. And there's lots to talk about. And, you know, as back of the net, we've always tried to stay positive and look for positives. And we will try to do that, but very difficult to do so, I've got to say. And if you if you want to know how much the club are wary of what the fans think they haven't tweeted since the game i don't think unless they've tweeted in the last half hour or so which shows you they are very wary of how negative the feeling is at the moment and we're going to aim to you know cut through it all in a sort of autopsy style over the next hour hour and a bit and whilst it is a second look show it's also a free-for-all as well and there's um, a couple of people waiting at the moment who we will bring on very very shortly but uh if you're new to the channel welcome thank you very much what can they do tom click subscribe that'll be that'll be lovely and if you are watching chuck a like in there because that helps us then it get out to more people and hit the bell as well if you want to see more of our stuff it will let you know um and yeah appreciate you watching and hello to all the bournewood fans who are looking forward to seeing a bit of a a bit of a dissection of that of that game and as i say credit to you guys because i was about to say you have to credit them the fans the the management the the players you see by the end they definitely earned it. You never want to see your team lose, and it was the magic of the cup. Unfortunately, we were on the receiving end of it. But um, yeah, you just saw you just saw eleven players, and obviously the subs as well, just working their working their nuts off to to get a win. And and the game plan worked for them. They they looked to work hard and nick a goal, and that's exactly what they did. From a thirty seven year old who barely ever scores, I think it was it was one of them games for us, wasn't it? But I, I think they I think they had the right. Yeah, absolute credit to all of their fans who travelled just short of 1,400. They made such a noise. They they were resilient. Their game plan worked. And really interesting before the game to see that Luke Garrard, the manager, wanted to learn off Scott Parker. But you start to wonder, you know, maybe they could learn from each other in future weeks whenever they do meet because uh, that was a performance that showed a lot of quality. And you know what? The result, absolutely awful. It was terrible. But there was a moment where I was walking out of the stand, just behind the Ted McDougall stand in the car park, and there was a, a throng of uh, Bournemouth fans like walking back to their cars. And there was a little lad with his dad, and he said, we, we were sort of just walking a few steps behind him, and we were eavesdropping. And the, like, the lad said, Dad, this is the best day of my life. The stadium was brilliant. It was such a good atmosphere. We really well and then the dad brought him back down to earth saying well yeah but you've got school tomorrow so you'll still be waking up at half six and all that hmm. but it was so nice to hear and for that moment I could kind of think to myself you know what it's all right you know it's okay because we've made a number of fans very very happy but then you know you sit down and then you look at Twitter and you sort of very quickly reminded about the harsh realities of how bad that performance was and it's it's not really the result it's actually the performance and there's wider significance to what we witnessed yesterday. And that's what we're going to try to go through tonight on the show. Uh, the first guest that we're going to bring on uh, to talk about it is uh, a man who knows Borenwood actually fairly well. Uh, by the way, of Aaron Kay, who's with us. Aaron, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I've been better, chaps. I've been better. <laughs> Why is that then? <laughs> well, I'll preface what I'm about to say by, as you, as you kind of mentioned, that I live in Borenwood. Um, I took my two boys as I normally do last night. We knew probably half the away end um, and I had to watch my two boys trudge off to school this morning. And it was it was pretty bad, to be honest with you. Um, I felt for them. 
Um, I mean, you know, I can take the messages I get, but they had to go to school in Boreham Wood. And I'm sure Scott Parker couldn't give two hoots about that. Why would he? But um, but yeah, so getting that out of the way, that's probably why probably I'm, I'm probably a bit more raw than I normally would be, to be honest with you. But taking that aside, I just don't know where to start. I mean, I saw the team selection. I have no problem to a degree with changing the lineup, giving players a chance. We've got, as we know, we've got a hell of a squad now. You don't want to risk injuries. We've got a big league game on Wednesdays. I'm just sure you're going to come to. No problem with that. What I do have a problem with is the personnel chosen, the formation. I don't think there was a formation in the first half. So you had three little clones running around in the middle of the pitch, Pearson, Cook and Kilkenny. Three defensive midfielders or CDMs or deep-lying midfielders. Jaden Anthony playing on his wrong side on the right. Marcondes joining the three clones in the middle of the pitch. Leif Davis trying his heart out on the left as the only player on the left. Um, and all my Boreham Wood mates were saying, this was, a, this was an absolute treat. You know, play, try to play through the middle against the low block. I, so I couldn't, I, I spent the whole first half asking everyone around me, does anybody know what shape we're actually trying to play? What is the formation? Low up on his own, up against three big centre-backs. Um, so that, that was really strange. It was turgid. It was boring. It was mechanical. And that first half was, was just absolutely dire beyond belief. Um, and look, then we brought on some players. It, it, the second half was clearly better, you know, um, but you know, when you hear Scott Parker at the end say, I couldn't work out the first half, we, we were playing in front of them and it wasn't what I wanted to see why on earth did you pick that team then? What, what did you expect when you, what, you, if you're expecting Lewis Cook to burst through the middle or Ben Pearson to burst through the middle? It's, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was so bizarre. And, and what really got my goat was listening to his interview on the way back. And I heard Brendan Rogers interview earlier in the day. He used the words unacceptable. It was disgraceful. I apologise to the supporters. Scott Parker was just brown-nosing Luke Garrard. Full credit to him, by the way. Um, I should actually mention Bournemouth fully deserved it. And and I said, it's brilliant to see what's done to the town. I have to say it's brilliant. And I'm so pleased with a lot of my mates. And to be honest with you, my boy's probably going to go up to Everton because a lot of his mates are going to go there. But okay. um, but Scott Parker was just kept saying credit to Bournemouth, you know, full credit to them. You know, we, we, we were much better in the second half. You know, we did everything but score. Did we really? We had two shots on target. Two shots with 82% possession the whole game on target. So... Don't question your players, Scott. Question your, your, your formations in the first half. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically where we're at. And, and, and that just annoyed me as well, the, the interview. Um, so, have yeah. Lost, have we lost Aaron? No, he's back. Yeah, you temporarily yeah, disappeared there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with everything Aaron's saying there. I think, the, I think like Aaron, Aaron mentioned, I, the way Scott Parker described the performance, particularly in that first half, well, what did you expect from them, them three in midfield? I, I don't understand it. It was an absolute treat because we're for Bourne Wood because we're we're playing against a team and we're playing three deep lying kind of playmaker type players, and they're all just passing for passing sake, playing in front of them. They could just sit there in their formation, organised, and go, "Go on then, just knock it about, no problem, no problem at all." And as Aaron said, I mean, Marcondes was kind of on the left that he was coming in, and Davis was trying to give us the width because Mariah Welsh went on the other side, so Anthony was staying out there and. I mean, Anthony looked so much more comfortable when he went back to his normal position. But we just didn't we didn't offer anything. And the, the two subs at half time, I mean, anyone 
would have would have saw we had to do that. We we all knew before the game, it was um we were just looking for a bit of quality from somewhere. But yeah, we we set up, we played right into their hands, and we made it as much as they deserve credit. We made it so easy for them, so easy for them. It was unbelievable. Um, we just didn't offer anything, mate. So um yeah, I agree with what Aaron's saying, and uh, I feel for his boys and him as well. That's gonna be a tough week at school. They've got through today, so to be honest, it's that's as bad as it gets. They're, they're fine. They, they came in there, yeah. they're absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, look, you know, I, I've been. I've been. I, I, I wanted Scott Parker in. Um, I backed him. You know, throughout. Look, you know, we were all there. Many games together. You know, through that fifteen game spell. You know, um, I was very raw last night. I was. I probably got a bit carried away with my with my feelings um, on social media and, and to other people. But um, you know, we've got to give him time with these new players. But as you've said, it wasn't just about last night. You know, it, it really wasn't. It's it's been a period of time. Um, and I've always kind of backed him, and I've said, you know, I'm not listening to these Fulham fans about Parker Baller, but I'm beginning to really question it, and I really want him to work because I think he's a great fit for the football club. Um, but I, I'm beginning to get a little bit irritated now. Um, and Wednesday's massive, and that's another thing he said in his interview. He said, you know, it's all about Wednesday now. It's all about Wednesday. We need a reaction. We will get a reaction. Blah blah blah. If it doesn't happen on Wednesday, what's he going to say then? We need a reaction for Blackpool. We need a, you know, he said after Hull, we need a reaction kind of half got a result at Barnsley, but let's face it, the, the, the performance was poor. So he's kind of run out, running out of reactions to have, really. Um, so look, in the grand scheme of it, of course, Wednesday is more important. You know, if I take away take away my 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 location, of course, it's far more important. And if we go and smash Blackpool, uh, sorry, Birmingham 4-0, brilliant. But as you said, Tom, before, I don't have any faith in us to do that now. We might squeak it. I just don't have the faith in it. I'm, I'm not even looking forward to it. No. No, nor am I. Nor am I indeed. We're just going to say quickly hello before we bring in Neil Dawson, who's standing by. Just a quick hello to everyone who's watching. Thank you so much. If you could do us a favour, we have got a tweet, the latest tweet that we've put out about 12 minutes ago. You can help us out by retweeting that and getting this show in front of more eyes as we dissect yesterday's performance. So who have we got then? We've got Wayne Walden, who's here, saying, from a Fulham fan, I think that Bournemouth will stay in the championship for another year. Park, Parker Ball will get the sack in the summer. Excellent stuff. Brilliant stuff. Uh, we've got Gladstone uh, Garaka here. Also, who else have we got? Stephen Dyer's here. Good evening, Stephen. I hope you're doing well. Paul Spicer here. He wants to pay credit to Bournemouth. Absolutely agree with that. Chris Edwards, this should be fun. Yeah, absolutely should be. Who else have we got? Keith Thomas. Keith, you sent me a really interesting uh, WhatsApp that I'll refer to later on in the show. Mark Coles here as well, Rob Toy. And we'll also display a number of other messages on screen throughout. Of course, if you want to guarantee your message gets on screen and support the channel at the same time, you can leave a super chat, which is a paid for service. But we will read out your message and also. All monies will go to support the channel. Right. Neil Dawson's with us. Probably not happy, Neil Dawson. How are you, Neil? So I was just looking at that post from William Shakespeare. I thought he was barred. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Oh, you know what? That's that's raised a, a much needed smile. But um, it's fair to say that 24 hours ago, none of us were smiling, Neil. Eh? Oh, God, that was turgid crap, wasn't it? Jesus. Yeah, awful. That's the, that, that's the bit I've got with it. it it's the boredom. That's the bit. I mean, I'm talking on Twitter, like Aaron. You, you know, you get you get annoyed after the game, don't you? But it, the way I look at it, I don't support a football team. I don't support Bournemouth because I want to win every week. Because if I wanted that, I'd, I'd get a I get Sky Sports and I'd sit with a Man City scarf 
in an armchair cheering them on. Uh, I, you know, the reason why you go is you want to be entertained. And I think, you know, football competes with uh, the leisure pound, doesn't it? Cinema, temping bowling, you know, people have got a choice what they want to do with what's increasingly a smaller amount of leisure pounds these days with rising energy costs and stuff. So when you do go to your hobby, what you want to do is feel a little bit energised, entertained, excited. We're not really worried, are we, if we'd, you know, say we'd gone all out last night and had a right good crack at Boreham Wood and even, say, lost 4-3, you know, it, it, we would, at least you've had some value for money, but week after week, I just sit there. I mean, my lad, this is, is a turn up for the books. So I got lectured by a teenage son last night to get off my phone. Completing <laughs> at a role reversal of every other day of the week because I was reading about the Ukraine halfway through the second half because I was just <laughs> so pissed bored. And he said to me, Dad, get off your phone. And I thought, that's how bad it is. That's how I'd rather read about the Ukraine on the BBC News because I'm just mm. so bored. Well, we were talking about our favorite flavors of crisps yep, at one stage, which is on yeah. the vlog, and also. Um, Tiggs was going on about what what Parker was wearing, like questioning his kind of yeah. choice to wear two different garments, which he thought clashed. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's how bad it was. And especially that first half, Neil. I mean, it should have been a match where we were taking the game to them, but we didn't. Yeah. And Jacob Townswell today or like Brilliant late last ball. night. Yeah. And he had that stat that we made more backwards passes during that whole match than Boreham Wood had in total, which which says yeah. it all, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Jacob always writes really good stuff, but that article was spot on today, as, you, as usual, fantastic. Um, and the bit that worries me most of all is you could, un, you know, you can understand someone setting up the wrong way and then 15 minutes in realising, oh, this, you know, th this isn't quite going to work and changing it. Because quite clearly, anyone that had played any level of football whatsoever in their life would have noticed that their two centre-halves would be badly, badly exposed if you put a ball down a channel at them or put the ball behind them. And they would have changed their game plan to, to do that because quite clearly, I think only twice in the game did we do it. Once um, the guy came across and took low out and got booked. The second time, I think the other centre-half might have got booked or if not, he should have been booked. They, they had to do that and they could only ever have done that once because then they, were, they would have been on a booking and we never did it again. So if you'd asked those two centre-halves, they would have been so nervous before the game, live on telly, they could know that they could have got badly, badly exposed last night. But if, if they could have written the game plan, that would have been the first half game plan that they would have written. Play it endlessly in front of us so we can keep get our breath back and then lob a cross in at some point and, and we'll head it out. They would have written that game plan and we gave it to them for 90 minutes. And if, if that, you know, when people are starting to, to worry about Scott Parker, because I was like Aaron when he joined... You know, I'd, I'd heard good, I'd heard bad, I was willing to give him a go. But, I mean, you, you just think, Christ, if he cannot spot how to, how to beat that boring Woodside last night, he severely, severely needs to have a look at himself. Well, isn't it, isn't it the definite, you know, what Einstein says about insanity, that the definition of that is doing the same thing time and time again and expecting some varied results or different results. That's what's happening. We're doing the same thing, but we're not getting the different results. So, surely... This is where we need to change. Now, maybe this inspired his signing of Kiefer Moore, Aaron, do you think? Well, last night would have been an ideal game for Kiefer Moore to play because, you know, we were knocking up to, to, to poor Jamal Lowe against two big, massive, huge centre-backs. One looked about 30 stone. And, you know, he had no he had no joy um, at all. I, mean, I, I feel sorry for Lewis. I, I said, I turned to someone last night and I said, Lewis Cook's gone. He's shot. I mean, he's just... I, I, 
I feel sorry for him because he doesn't want to play there. And if you're going to play him anywhere, you have to play him in a deep-lying midfield role. As I think as Neil tweeted earlier on today, he's probably fourth choice there now. I'm not sure what Lewis Cook is anymore. And that's really sad for me to say. The decline of him is, after two major injuries, obviously, it's really sad because I don't know what he is. He was trying to, you know, look, Ben Pearson, I, I love Ben Pearson. So if you're going to play one, I'm ha- no problem playing Ben Pearson against Bournemouth. You need someone who can have a bit of physicality about him. But 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 Lewis Cook and Gavin Kilkenny trying to break through, and and it, as I said, it wasn't so much it's 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 the shape as well. It was it was the personnel and the shape. I just don't understand what the balance was. It was just it was just farcical, and we could have I mean like we could have played for another hour and a half and not scored in my opinion probably well certainly in that first half. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a big problem. Um, and I mean Lowe played up the middle again. It's hard to judge him. He obviously had a poor game and was completely ineffectual, but no support and i'm just now wondering now because we've been saying it's about dom for ages he's isolated when we play our first team whether you know and I, i've never been a massive advocate for it the three five two whatever you want to call it but i just think more and Solanke. We, we need he needs help we need we need someone who can 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 actually get and get their head on the ball and hold the ball up and and i think maybe two up front is the way to go because you know we might well start with dembele and Cantwell on on wednesday night but dom's still gonna be isolated for me and i'm not sure what's going to change hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with what everyone's saying there. I was going to, I was going to throw over. We were talking about it off air, Sam. Mm. That kind of, you know, the problems of last season and things like this. I chuck this over to Neil. And last season, I felt like we had a good squad, and both Tyndall and Woodgate probably didn't know what they're doing, and we're kind of throwing players out there, just thinking they'll have enough. You know, I got that ball with Woodgate. It was very short term, and just get the give the ball to Dan Juma, see what happens. Yeah. Are we now seeing a reversal of that, and we almost look overcoached? I, I feel we looked overcoached. I think the players look so regimented and they're, they're so worried about their role that they're, they're, there's no freedom. I don't know what you think of that, Neil. I, I feel like we're overcoached. No, 100%. The exact words I used were were, were overcoached. And Lewis Cook, so it's really interesting. You want to talk about, um, Aaron was talking about Lewis Cook. You were talking about overcoached. So I spent um, 10 minutes in the first half where I just watched Lewis Cook. Um, uh, that's, I mean, that's probably an indication of what the game was like. But I, just out of interest, I watched him wherever he, wherever the ball was, I just watched Lewis Cook because it's been fascinating me for a while. And it's really interesting is that they all run in a certain way. So it, 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 it probably worth everyone, if you're interested in tactics, just watching one player for a little bit on Wednesday night. And when we have the ball, um, Lewis Cook move, runs forward. Not he doesn't know where he's going, but he knows that we've got the ball and he runs forward. And then he has to turn after he's run forward and wait for the ball. And then when he gets the ball, he does a little funnel out to the wing. And then a fullback goes and, and they literally they do the same thing time and time and time and time again. And then when they haven't got the ball, they come in narrow. So the two wingers, we always talk about how ridiculously wide our wide men are only when we've got the ball. So watch when we haven't got the ball, they come in narrow. So everyone is that they are so drilled into running the same pattern. So the problem with that is, unless you've got De Bruyne and Messi playing, other managers will look at that and think, right, and I think this is what happened. for the, At the start of the season, the Bournemouth were playing in a way that Bournemouth hadn't played for years, and it was taking people a little bit of time to work it out. Now everyone's worked it out. So if we can see it, none of us are experts. Someone who's you know sat with a laptop, who's an ex-footballer, will be working saying, look, this is what they do. So if they do that, this is what we have to do. And it's even got to the stage now that um, a group of very average, no disrespect to them, but compared to our players, very average players were able to execute a game plan where we had two shots because they knew 
exactly where we were going to run. And if, if Scott Parker, I worry he's bright enough to see this. I think he's one of those managers that this is the way we play. So, Tom, to your to, to your point, yeah, completely overcoached. And if he doesn't break it, he'll lose his job. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, was, I was saying, I, I feel that it's, I don't know whether stubborn's the word, maybe it is, but it feels like this is my way and this is going to work. That, that's very much what it feels like. Obviously, we've heard Fulham fans have said similar things. And yeah, that's my worries. I, I do. He, there's no way he can't see it. There's there's no way yeah. that he can't see what we're seeing. I just think he just thinks we can execute it better and feels that's the way to way to go. Um, but the, the, even the signings that we've just made, I don't see. You know, Todd Cantwell, Sariki Dembele, mm. they're not players that want to be regimented and overcoached no, in this no. way. They're free players. They want to they want to be able to express themselves and express themselves. And yeah, I do worry about that. I do, I do worry and. I wonder if I was saying to you one night that first goal in games, when we're getting the first goal, we kind of get away with it. If we nick the first goal, then because we're so well drilled, teams have to come on to us. It suits us. When the opposition nick a goal, for the lot, God knows how long, I keep thinking that's it. Mm. Like straight away, I just, as soon as Bourne would score, I thought we're going to struggle now because I just don't see, we're not changing anything. It's so predictable. Um, and we're all seeing it. We're all seeing it. So it will be interesting to see what happens Wednesday. But I see similar patterns and it's just all going to depend throughout the season on whether then bits of quality with the great players we've got will do enough. We nearly had it last season with Dan Juma. Yeah. You know, will we have a few, uh, just a bit too much quality? Yeah. If not, then... then Just going through a few more comments on screen. Good evening to everyone that's watching. And uh, once again, if you could uh, do us a favour by retweeting our latest tweet, that would be really helpful. Mad Hutter says, I'm going to unsubscribe if you don't stop the score prediction. <laughs> Bullshit. I think that's because I said 2-0, you said 3-0, 2-0. We're were, home to Bournemouth. We're, we're home to Bournemouth. But I tell you what, I will unsubscribe you myself. So don't worry. I've done, <laughs> done it for you already. So uh, no more video. You subscribe. I, I presume you're just a little bit angry at the moment. Right. Who else have we got watching? We have got a number of Cherries fans. Uh, Samuel Lundy is with us as well. Hope you're doing well. Who else have we got? Chris Egg was the beauty of the cup. And yeah, you know, looking at it from the bigger picture, it was. And it was live on ITV4. And I think a lot of football fans in general would have been extremely happy with that. Cameron is here as well. Good evening, Cameron. Thanks for the uh, kind words, Nick, about the Clive Tilsey interview. Yeah, he was he was absolutely superb. And uh, you know what? I did ask him a question. When the bigger teams at home, surely that negates this so-called magic of the FA Cup. It didn't prove to be the case. Didn't happen for Man United. You know, they lost at home True. to Middlesbrough. Newcastle were humbled on their own turf in the last round. And this time mm. it was for us as well. David Cordell, the link to take part is afcbpodcast.com forward slash take part. And a person that's done that is Marky Masters, who's here with us. And you know what? He's got, he's got a smiley face, but Marky, I presume that's not how you genuinely feel though, right? <laughs> no, it was awful. I took my kids yeah. and uh, they were absolutely shattered for school today and it was and it summed it all up if you're a kid in forum wood what what morning that what a morning and day you're having but i guess we're not i'm guess we're not here to talk about oh well done boring wood chirpy boring wood and everything else it's about here is an extreme how everyone was when we had when you had the deadline show yeah where we are today do you know what i mean there's this euphoric Listen, I see everything going like Derby, but that's another show. 
By the way, Neil, now me and you spoke, and this is really, I had a really nice chat with you on the train a few years ago. I was going with my family to watch <laughs> a show in Southampton, and you and your son were going to watch when we played Southampton. It was two all when Gosling scored. We had a nice chat on the train. Really? Nice to share on screen with you. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't remember that now. It makes you look like a celebrity and take that. <laughs> By the way, can I ask everyone here, Tom, Sam, Aaron, you were just, we were just alluding to the thing about Parker. How do you guys look at, how, how do you guys look at it in a cold light of day? Are you, anyhow, shut up. How do you all look at it individually, him individually? Out or end of season or we've got a project to do, let's carry on with this for the next few years. How do we all look it's, at it, by the way? For me, look, it was, ultimately it was a three-year project. We said at the beginning, none of us expected to make, to get automatic promotion this year. We, we probably expected the playoffs and expectations change very quickly. Um, and then with expectation, you have to start delivering. And I think what the board and, and Max have obviously realised is that this is a very weak division. Um, this is our one chance because next year it's probably going to be stronger. Um, and let's back the manager. Um, so I, I, I'm not Parker out yet at all. Um, but I, I do worry that if, if you know, if, if Wednesday goes wrong and Black, we lose at Blackpool, they're they're not in bad form at the moment, and things can carry on in this turgid, mechanical, goddamn boring style of football without getting results at the same time. It's, I don't know. I don't want to become a club like like Watford and and then start sacking your manager every three or four months and, and have three managers a season. But um, and I, that's why I'm really, really praying he just takes away a bit of stubbornness, releases the shackles and changes the, his mentality and his philosophy a little bit because I really want him to succeed. But I guess, you know, I've always said this realistically, who else would we would we get in? I'm not saying we're, we're completely small fry, but we're also not going to get managers people might want or expect us to get. We're just not. So I'm not entirely sure if I'm being honest with you, unless Eddie gets a second Newcastle and fancies coming home. Um, yeah, that's but, true. But, but but yeah, I look no, not for now. I think he has to be clearly given time with his seven new signings, um, three or four of which we haven't even seen yet. Um, but I think you know, with eighteen games to go, next four or five games are going to be huge, huge for Scott Parker. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any way he's going to lose his job anyway. I don't think you have a deadline day like we had. If um, you know you're going to sack the manager, and I, I won't be calling for a manager's head, no chance. But um, yeah, I. I I think the problem you have is the, the the same people that employed Jason Tindall and employed Jonathan Woodgate also employed Scott Parker. So to just sack Scott Parker and say go and get someone else, why what's gonna change? I, I don't I don't think there's there's too much of a plan, too much of a thought there, and too much football knowledge there, to be honest. Um yeah, I, am I happy with what I'm seeing? No. Do I think it's much different from last season? Not really. I think the league's probably a bit weaker. I think last season Norwich and Watford were very very good even Swansea were quite strong and obviously Barnsley were doing well this season I don't see the kind of chasing pack as you call them being being good enough and I think we're getting away with it I mean I think we've won three of the last 11 I mean we shouldn't we shouldn't be in the position we're in so we got fortunate but I don't see just sacking the manager and having the same people that employed him try and find someone else and you saw what happened when we got rid of Jason Tindall they didn't know what to do they didn't know what to do they had all these people coming forward for interviews from Vieira and Omri and they were like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then they just gave it a Woodgate. And they, I just think there was a bit of panic. So I don't think that would calm us down at all. I think um, he's going to get the season regardless. And it's got to hope things change. And I definitely think it's a, it's going to be a long-term plan. I think they've put their trust in Parker now. Yeah. And that's what we're going to have. Um, so we just got to deal with it and hope things change a little bit. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Neil, I mean, I've seen a few of your tweets, so I've got a pretty clear gauge on how you may be feeling about certain things. But in terms of Scott Parker, what are your thoughts? I mean... Yeah, well, you, you can't... I mean, we last year, we we gave a, gave a manager a transfer window and then got rid of him before he played any of those players, which is the most ludicrous thing ever because of the... They should have just given the transfer window a Woodgate or kept Tyndall. One one of the two things, just not the thing they did. Um, and then, so you, you look at it now, I think, well, surely they won't make that mistake again. So that means, you know, he's around for a little while. I think the other thing we have to remember is it, it's not like Jason Tyndall or, or Jonathan Woodgate. This is the guy that they've nailed the colours to the mast on for at least 18 months. He, he was the person that was... Um, earmarked from the club to replace Eddie were Eddie to leave uh, so uh, and that it's taken them a little while to make that happen but they're not going to give up on that so regardless of what we think he'll be staying from my point of view I think it'll get very interesting because I think you can see him not turning it around uh, and you can see a couple of difficult games coming up with Forrest etc you know with Steve Cook coming back we could look we, you know we could end up repeating the kind of performances we've seen for the last 11 games. I mean, why wouldn't we? Logic would dictate we probably will. Um, and then the problem Scott Parker's got is he's not an ex-Bournemouth player or an ex-Bournemouth coach like Jason Dino was. He's not got the up the cherries charisma that uh, Jonathan Woodgate had that, you know, got had we been in the ground with Jonathan Woodgate, his running down the touchline celebrating goals. He, the crowd would have loved him. I think we could all see he wasn't, a, you know, tactically astute. But Scott Parker doesn't interact with the fans. If anything, he does the opposite. He blames us, you know, for the atmosphere when things go wrong. He never played for us. He's, we have no allegiance to him. Probably an awful lot of fans don't like Chelsea uh, as well, you know. So he's he's really got to watch out because the atmosphere in the ground could get quite sour. And I could see the fans turning on him before the board turn on him. No, I agree with that. Do you get the feeling when you see us play, Aaron, it's almost like we're doing training drills at times and it's almost like the team in, in midfield are doing rondos or something, just trying to play keep ball, these little passes to each other, but we are effectively just playing in a circle. We aren't actually going anywhere because there, there, there doesn't seem to be any, well, any player that's capable of driving forward at the moment. And you just wonder, is that a confidence thing? Is that something Scott Parker's told them not to do? We were doing it sort of every so often at the start of the season, but now it's just, nothing at all so I can only think it's a mentality thing and maybe something to do with like the lack of confidence maybe that first goal that we always seem to score there was a stat wasn't there that we mm. didn't concede first for I don't a know time, yeah. a long time do you think that's something to do with it look I mean confidence is key in football every, every player's confidence and, and as, as Neil alluded to you know you can feel it in the crowd as well so I think last night players did you know were feeling it and it, it was tense and it was there was an edge to it um but um you know, I, I agree that they look overcoached and it's it's all looks like that. But I just I just fail to believe he's saying you can't express yourselves. You can't, you know. I mean, he said himself when he signed Dembele, Scott Parker, he said, you know, always someone who can get their bums off the seats. He can take players on. He obviously wants to see that or he's saying he wants to see that. And, you know, and, and clear that the fact that we were looking at Lawrence or Rothwell and eventually ended up with Campwell, we want that player to drive for midfield, that creativity, you know, because, because again, last night's three aren't going to give you that. Um I don't know what it is. I, you know, it's a lot of you know keeping the ball and, and this, look. This is what we were warned about with him. It's about dominating the ball, controlling the ball, which is all very well and good. But if you don't do anything with it, and I, and I do worry, I still do worry. Even when we've got the likes of you know the first team out on Wednesday night, it's still going to be you know Kelly to know, Cahill or Mepp or whoever's going to play. You know, back to him, back to them, back to them. You know, back and forth and and 
wide to Christie, comes back on into his left foot and then back inside. And, you know, and, and I just, I'm just not seeing what's going to change. And I'm not saying we should suddenly go, you know, starts launching balls in the box and just play key for more every game. But um, they just need to, some need to have the shackles off. The squad is unbelievably talented. We should have the players to just, just take the shackles off, let them, let them play. Um, you know, you can still have Lerma sitting and being, you know, um, solid and, and, and disciplined and, you know, but let's just go for it. And I think it's get, getting to a stage now where, as Neil said, you know, if he doesn't go for it, he's going to regret, he might regret it because, you know, he's going to run out of games. Okay, so that's myself and Tom, and you can watch the full show on YouTube if you want to see the full reaction. But look, I'm going to turn your your glum faces into smiles, as after the game on Saturday, I was outside a very rainy Dean Court as Bournemouth saw off Birmingham City 3-1, and here were fans' reactions in the free-for-all. So here outside Dean Court with Ian, who we're going to be witnessing on the vlog later on today, scenes at Dean Court. But 3-1 win over Birmingham City, Ian, very good performance. I, mean, I, I, was, I was hoping for a high press early on, a couple of goals before half-time, which we got. The red card from the north stand, at least, looked like absolutely nothing. It looked like a late challenge that at best was yellow. In fact, we didn't see a car come out initially. I thought, oh, maybe he's even going to get away with it from just the yellow. Red came out, everyone was a little bit confused. Obviously, a little bit further away from uh, everyone else watching the game. Um, obviously, then, uh, you know, we, we can see the goal as well. And so, suddenly we're thinking, down to 10, what's yeah. going to happen? I had a fear it, because, like, against Coventry City, Jefferson Lerma got sent off and they yeah. came back to 2 all. But Jaden Anthony... He yeah. popped up at the right time. What do they seem to do? They, they consolidate. They, they, they look to see how much they can't concede from that point onwards. But Bournemouth, arguably, and fair play to them, fair play to us, carried on on the offensive, you know? There was, there was, there was some high pressing throughout the ranks. It was almost like the, the tenacity of the whole team had an extra level which Birmingham City couldn't match. But that's the uh, how well the, the guys have been drilled. The, the fitness level was just insane. I mean, you would not have thought, especially in the last 15 minutes, that you're up against 10 men. Up We're still on, the, still on the press. Who's your man of the match today? I mean, well, Jaden Anthony got it from the sponsors. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's a great, a great shout, to be fair. Um, for me, it's just nice to see Slank get his 20th goal, uh, especially after the criticism. Obviously, it's in the chance and everything. You know, I think it's a dodgy signing, but 20 goals to championship this stage of the season, I think just that on its own right deserves to give him the match ball. Yeah. You know? All right, mate. Go get, uh, grab yourself a beer, and uh, I'll see you off in the That's 1910. It. Cheers, keep, mate. Keep doing your good work. <laughs> well done, Paul Kenwoods. Let's bring him in. Hello, buddy. Hello again. I'm expecting a little no around your feet. Oh, do you want me to kneel down? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a different kind of show. Um, a good performance today. I thought we were on it from the off. Yeah, it was much, much improved in performance. Oh, the cherries! Oh, the cherries. Yeah, much improved performance by everybody. I think there was a good energy about the team today. Much more creativity. I think Campwell brought a lot to it, actually, today. Um, showed his class, definitely. It's almost like the players knew that they had to perform and they knew the pressure that was building within the fan base. And yeah. they did deliver. I thought early doors, we showed a lot of impetus and uh, we were taking the game to Birmingham, which is something that I feel like we haven't done for quite a while. Yeah, there was a lot less 
playing it around. It was, you know, we we still did a bit of that, but we at least tried the forward passing and we tried to get some attacking flair going. And then that's what we've been missing the last few games. I think and it was it was just great to watch, you know. And all the players seemed to enjoy themselves. We uh, we had Anthony and Zamora back together, and they seemed to be playing off each other. And nice big hug after the goal from Zamora and Anthony. So it was. It's good to see. It's good to see, and the crowd. The crowd got involved. I was about to ask you the same thing. Mm. Did you feel like the atmosphere was better today? It's better, definitely. It's still not to the levels of like Derby when we got promoted, and you know, is it Derby or Bolton? Can't remember. Now. Big game. Yeah, Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Derby. I mean, you um, were there. <laughs> I was there, but I was quite drunk. Um, so it was a good game, though. But the, the atmosphere, you know, it's, it's building, and I think the players have to give people something to cheer about. And who's your, who your man of the match today? either Christy or Travers for me um, Christy was brilliant first half and Travers kept us in the game you know quite a few times when we went down to 10 men didn't see the red card so I can't really say what happened there but um, I don't know do we miss him for three games now I'm not too sure I thought it's one for a, I don't know if it's one or what but previous records might suggest it could be more we'll find out <laughs> but yeah, yeah do you think that was his reputation going before him somewhat I didn't see what happened. I genuinely couldn't see so far away. What, there was an was incident it? after the ball. He, I thought it was a yellow. Right. He a tackle that was a little bit reckless. But then there was a bit of argy-bargy afterwards. And I thought maybe the red was because of that. But then surely it'd be two yellows. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So we'll see on the replays and you know on the highlights. But it'd be a shame if we sort of screw up what we've just built. You know, exactly. In terms of a decent partnerships in midfield. And you know, Lewis Cook came on and did well. But... We'll see. We'll see how we get on. It's never simple with AFC Bournemouth, is it? No, I was saying that in the crowd. It's like, why can't we just have a nice, calm, relaxing second half, see it out, you know? Anyway. But then it wouldn't be Bournemouth if it wasn't. It wouldn't be. If it wasn't. Uh, nice to share a beer. Yeah. Well, we didn't share it, but nice to enjoy one together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have one each. Paul. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Sam. Come on, Alan. How are you, mate? I'm all right. How's You're good. Doing? Very, very good. We'll talk about after. Talk about the game to me, mate. Great game. Um, I mean, firstly, firstly, introduce yourself to everyone watching. Oh, uh, my today. name's Alan. I do walking football for this lot. And you know what? One of the best walking football goalkeepers you could oh, yeah, ever, yeah. ever see. I might get selected here. Yeah, one day, you, you, know. you never know. Um, a good game today. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Really did. Yeah, it's a good game. Mm. It, was, it was a good all-round game. They had a good chance. Um, Birmingham. They was getting into the game a little bit, but uh, I think they worked well. I thought the young lad uh, camped well. Yeah. I thought he should have got more in the game. They should have put him more in the game, the way I see it. But, you know, he did well. I think he did well. It was a good all-round game, yeah. I enjoyed it. Certainly an improvement on the match against Boreham Wood, which was Well, I didn't terrible. do this that one. Boring. Probably rightly so. I know. I'm glad. Now. Boring words. I've been boring words. Yeah. I've been. A lot of people have been telling me about it. It's been a nightmare. Yeah. It's a bad game. Hopefully, this will give the side a bit of confidence going forward. Yeah. Because it feels like sometimes the players have got the shackles on a little bit under Scott Parker, and recently they've been scared to be the creative flair players that they are. Yeah. But today. They seem to just come out of them, yeah. their shells was, a little bit. That, and they, they that did... side of it, really good to watch. And that's going to give them confidence going yeah, ahead. Good to watch. But then we're missing Jefferson Lerma, who's that, who gives us that bite in midfield. Yeah. They're missing me in the walking football as well <laughs> yeah. with my bad knee, so I yeah. can't do nothing about that. Alan, I'll text Later. you later on to give you an update. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Take really care, appreciate buddy. it. Thank, Thank you. you. We've got Ethan here. I'll, I'll do you next, mate. Ethan, how are you, fella? You all right? Very nice good. to see you. Finally. Fist bump. Like it. Um... 3-1 back to winning ways mate needed yeah. that after Sunday I was like oh dear and then today come and then we got the three points so I was like oh, I'm happy now mm. and now we move on to next week for me 
it was important to get a win but it was equally important to put in a good performance because look we didn't put in a good performance against Barnsley we skanked a 1-0 win we've got a 3-1 win today ended up with 10 men where we completely deserved it and now hopefully this gives us some confidence going into a match against Blackpool which is winnable maybe this confidence is going to inspire us to climb up the league well I say climb up the league we're in second place at the moment we're, we're still away from uh, Fulham like still a number of points behind them but this is what we want isn't it yeah. good performances this is what we need now we're literally like five points behind Fulham this is what we need yeah Solanke got his 20th goal today that's what he needs confidence just by scoring how are you feeling about the season as a whole because uh, these last sort of couple of months have been very hard as a Bournemouth fan haven't they yeah. topsy-turvy Oh, the sign-ins are coming. Syracuse, the ballet, Kiefer Moore, and Carbide loves his loan deals. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kiefer Moore's in, and just need him to score on it, really. And then we've got that support now, Syracuse, the ballet. Count as well. He, he really helped today. I thought Solanke was going to score, though, when he pinged it in, and then Solanke, I thought he was going to get his foot to it. We should have been 4 or 5-1 up. Phil's I need to give a mention to Mark Travers, who produced a quality save at a crucial point in the game and look Freddie Woodman came in to put pressure on him Freddie Woodman didn't exactly do great against Boreham Wood but Mark Travers I think after today's performance he's probably cemented that position hasn't he yeah I think he's fully slotted that position and like I don't know why he's not number one though why Freddie Woodman but sorry Freddie Woodman but <laughs> you don't deserve to be number one but Travers does I mean 42 does suit him but He's he's full on sleep, uh, the saves he's done today, and he's fully got that spot and deserves it. Brilliant, Ethan. Nice one. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank really appreciate it. Hello, buddy. You all right? Good. Cheers, mate. Introduce yourself, buddy. Right, I'm Mason. I'm a Birmingham fan. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh is mate. This, is this a first okay. fan on your channel? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, what did you feel about today's performance? Terrible. The ref was shocking. I mean, yeah. I think both both sets of fans can say that. Do you know what I mean? Fucking cheap referee. Are you like yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible referee. Um, but I think Neil Lethbridge needs to sort his fucking distribution out. As you can see from that game, you know he can't kick balls to save, save his life. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't have a centre back tonight, so that's really cost us the game. Do you know what I mean? I was I was a bit concerned actually when it got back when we had Jefferson Lerma sent off because you got back to two one almost immediately afterwards, and there was a match fairly recently. I can't yeah. remember who it was against where you scored a last minute to make it two all. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is with us recently. Um, when we seem to score, we lose. So you know, that's the way it's been for us recently. Uh, we're tight on injuries and whatnot, so it's a really small squad, but. Um, yeah, the Bournemouth lads gave it a good one tonight and uh, unfortunately we just sat back and watched it happen. You probably had a better view of the red card than we did. At first I thought it was probably yellow at best, but then there seemed to be a few afters as well. I couldn't really work out what went on. You probably had a better view. No so chance it was a red off first. Uh, no. I think he's just got the yellow for the for the foul and then yeah. Yeah, he's got the yellow straight after for the uh, instance. But basically, Hernandez has just gone up to him and, and Lerma's, you know, took a, took a little swipe at him and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that's, what, that's the way the game goes, do you know what I mean? But... You know, uh, go again next week. You're lot going up. Yeah, we're going up to Blackpool. Can't yeah. wait for that. Um, how are you feeling about your season as a whole now? I mean, shocking. Like, what's the target now? Shocking. Just, just your mid table would be all right. Shocking. I mean, it's, it's just to stay up, really. We just want to stay up. Um, but you know, ideally, we want the owners out. As soon as the owners get out, that's it. We're sorted. Plain sailing. You yeah. know, we just want the owners out. The sooner they're out, the better we'll be. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously Bournemouth got that investment. You know, you've signed a lot of players. 
Blues need not only that, but a lot more behind the scenes. We need our stadium for players, you know. Um, so as soon as we get that, we're back and we're bouncing again. Um, but you, you must know. have all four stands open by now, right? Because no, we're, no, no. you know, we're, what? No, 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 just the upper tiers on two of them. Yeah. You're joking, because you know, no, when we yeah. came to you, there was only the two stands open. Yeah, it's just still just, not been sorted. Still not sorted now. Uh, ground needs a lot of repairs, but yeah, once that happens, we're back bouncing. Um, New owners, everything, that's what we need. You know. right, well, have a safe journey right, back, mate. Too. Appreciate you coming on, mate. Love the drum, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Cheers, mate. You Scott, hello, mate. You all right? Sam. How are you, buddy? I'm fine. What did you predict for this one? I predicted 3-0. You weren't that far out then, were you? I'm worth, it, I, I'm far out. It was, your, it, was, it was your man of the match today? Um, I reckon Jaden Anthony. That was the sponsor's man of the match, and... Yeah. He scored at a crucial time for us. When when Birmingham pulled it back to two one, were you concerned at that point? I am concerned about point. Yeah, yeah. And how do you feel for the rest of the season now? We got more confidence. Are we gonna Are we gonna do it, Scott? We are gonna do it. Excellent. Well, look, you said it all, Scott. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. And if you want more, you can check out my YouTube channel. Subscribe to me. And click the notification bell. What's your What's your channel name? Scott Whittingham. Scott Whittingham. Nice one. Scott, we'll check it out. Cheers, mate. Lovely. Rob, how are you, mate? You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. mate. I thought you were Rob for a minute. You're not... Sorry, I could see... I thought you were someone else That's for a minute. Right. Honestly, that light is so bright, I can't really see yeah, who it, it is. Bit, it? But introduce yourself to the back I, of the net. I, my name's Steve. You were on the vlog last week, or was it the week before Barnsley, last? Barnsley, wasn't Barnsley? it? Oh, my I God. I didn't mean to be negative about that, but that's the game I thought we should have tucked to bed, really. But we got three points up there. Yeah. Three points tonight, and I'll tell you what, I just feel a sigh of relief after that, because mm. obviously when it went to 2-1 and Lerma got sent off I was like this is going to be another Coventry again we've got history of, of, of fucking it up we? yeah yeah, we do but I think we dug in we got that third goal which was the more like crucial one to be honest but hopefully that gives momentum for us now results did go our way today which helped and then we've got two games in hand in a way I think it's in our own destiny really now uh, if you just come this way a little yeah, bit of course. Just um, of course. Todd Cantwell Probably deserves a shout. I mean, it's his oh, first. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, his first start for AFC Bournemouth. I mean, I watched a Bournemouth game the other night, and I thought he was brilliant against them. He was just making the runs, having shots. Again, I thought tonight he was brilliant as well. I think all the signings we've made are pretty good, and surely it's a statement of intent now. Hopefully, it just pushes us on now. Mm. Dom Solanke works so so hard. Phil yeah, Billing, I think, works yeah, really very hard I've been as very well. Called Billing, to be honest, but I thought he did have a good game today, mm. and I think Jaden Anthony in particular particular I think he needed that goal mm. I really think he did because I at the start of the season I never even heard of Zamora and Anthony and those two <laughs> on the left I'll tell you what I, I just oh, they're just brilliant I think the midfield three worked a lot better than the midfield three did against Boreham Wood yeah. it, it yeah, helps so much when you've got Lerma who's sitting back I know we won't have him for the next game obviously yeah, d- but then d- you've got you know Billing and then you know alongside him Cantwell I thought that combination really worked and to be honest going back on Cantwell I'm surprised we signed him because I swear like when we were in the Premier League I swear the likes of City, Liverpool, Chelsea Man United were after him but then he comes to us and it's just like how have we pulled that one off but then to be fair I didn't think that we'd sign Cahill at the start of the season but again I don't know why he didn't play tonight as well to be honest but no but then you know Nat Phillips at the back seemed to have a good combination with Lloyd Kelly I thought they did right yeah Yeah, no definitely obviously Kelly this season I think has been a standout player for me I think he's learned off Cahill and I think he's become I think he will become like a much better player and obviously I'm seeing all these all this paper talk of him going to Newcastle West Ham but I don't know yeah. we'll just have to see at the end we'll of the see. season but hopefully hopefully now it's in our own hands now two games in hand Blackburn 
losing tonight and QPR bottling it well I can actually go to work tomorrow happy and <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what I, I woke up this morning thinking just we just need to win it would literally yeah. cheer me up so we got it yeah we did need that today nice we one. really did appreciate you coming yeah. on Anytime, thank you very mate. much have a good yeah, one. cheers see you at the next one Steve Hensman here oh no we've got Logan down you know what this is what I'm saying about not being able to see who I'm chatting to and this is this is a oh no Tom Jordan I can see you we got a new light by the way and it's so bright that I'm, all I can really see is bright. silhouettes back here Logan hello mate good game 3-1 did you enjoy that mm-hmm. who, who's your man of the match Phil Bill. Phil Bill. He did really well today, didn't he? When Birmingham scored to make it 2-1, were you worried that we might be drawing the game or maybe even losing it? No, I think we were going to win it. Did you? Confidence, that's, mate. that's confidence. And what a good goal by Jay Nansley. You were in the north stand near Tom, weren't you? So you had a really good view of it. Can you remember what happened? Well, it was... Uh... You remember he got it on the right? He got it on the right. Because he, he nearly scored, didn't he? And then it yeah. kind of bobbled back to him. It looked like he sort of lost it for a bit. And then it, yeah. you know, the it just bobbled up for him. Mate. The relief when that went in, though. Oh. Um, are we going to get promoted? No. No, don't say that. You say yes. L- Logan's <laughs> obviously reading the game much better than we are. We're not going to get promoted. So we've we got are. another season of what? Going to Peterborough going and well, they might go down. Yeah, we are going up. I think oh, he, he got confused with promoting. I think. Oh, yeah. okay. We're well, that's up. fine. We're yeah, we're not going to get relegated. So, no. Tom, you're right. Oh, relieved, mate. Relieved. I can't believe I've seen you at half time thinking this would be. It's like a weight off our shoulders, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I can't believe we almost made a, made a game of it when it was so comfortable. But I want to see it again. It looked a bit harsh from Jeff. I still think his reps killing him. Mm. To be honest, I think it's a, it's not a great tackle. But I don't think it's a red card. There are a few afters. I don't know what... Was that Birmingham City players probably thinking, oh, hang on. It's Lerma. Jefferson Lerma's yeah. just made a funny challenge that yeah. could be a booking. Let's go all out. Kind of like we used to. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe. We used to, we used yeah. to S-house yeah. uh, the opposition. I spoke to a few people that watched it on the, on te- on the telly and they said it, it was just for the tackle. And apparently it was a little bit high, but it was quite harsh. But mm. maybe his rep's done him. But, and then they score straight away and you think, you are joking. But... Massive from Travers at two one mate. Again, what a save at two one. And then Jane Nantley, I thought, was unbelievable tonight. He was one that a lot of us were saying could maybe drop out. He, I thought, he was sensational. He kept the ball in for the first goal, made the second goal, scored the third goal. He was brilliant. Chuffed he got man of the match. Campwell was superb. Didn't think we needed to take him off. Maybe it was a legs thing. Maybe just to rest his legs a little bit. But I thought he was brilliant. And yeah, take the handbrake off, mate. That's what happens. He worked well with Jordan Zamora, didn't yeah. he, Jay Nazi? And Jordan Zamora, I loved it when, you know, like, throughout the game, I thought he was he was really brilliant. good getting forward. And, yeah. and even Stacey on the other side, They've mate, just I got those natural combinations. Yeah. yeah, them two are brilliant. And I thought, I thought Stacey and Christie were doing really well. I hope Christie's injury's not bad mm. because he was good tonight as well. And all over the pitch, mate, you can't really fault anyone. To be honest, I thought everyone was good tonight. Like I say, even, even when it was comfortable, I thought the centre-halves, you know, won some big headers. Travers made a good save. And then we killed the game off, so we didn't have a nervy last colour 10, you know. But um, Jade Nancy's got that pressure of other players like Lowe, like yeah, Dembele. Dembele yeah. And you can sort of see why he maybe went to for having Anthony there rather yep. than Dembele. Because, you know, just because of his defensive qualities that yeah. he, he can have. And his, his, his pressing and his work right back to front all day and uh, yeah I thought it was his best game in a Bournemouth shirt to be honest so yeah delighted for him and I mean the results went our way tonight mate as well QPR drew I mean Forest next week's going to be massive they won at Blackburn but yeah we're flying mate I don't want to be worried about it to be honest with you I don't know don't know what we're worried about mate match of the day here we go yeah Tom Come we on, got Simon. 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 Come on, Simon. 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 Simon.
it was it was all right it's it was uh, all right. a weight off our shoulders somewhat because Absolutely. it was worrying we were worrying we got the team selection right yeah bang on wasn't it <laughs> bang on he and, knows um, his stuff Cantwell lovely mm. I love his movement you know slick mm. calm gives us something we haven't had for a long time mm. and uh, I won't talk for long Travers yeah, Travis, two massive, massive saves. Yeah, yeah. At points in that game, but onwards. What do you think about Nat Phillips, who is the other positioning Davidson? play? Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, you can see he knows what he's doing. He had a bit of a shaky one in the cup, but playing alongside Lloyd Kelly. Yeah, helped. Uh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, just awesome. Yeah, it's so great to see some Cherries fans smiling at last. I mean, if you look at it, really, uh, the cup isn't very important to us. And the performance did leave a number of Cherries fans scratching their heads about how how poor and ungelled this side seemed to be. But when it counted in the league, we got the three points. Next week, we're hoping that we can rock in Blackpool. So there we go. That covers another episode of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. That was episode 149. Next week, it's 150. Of course, you can watch all of the shows that we produce in audio format on here over on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. And listen, if you if you want to donate to the channel, we've got a, a number of people that are doing so on a monthly basis and they become what's called a legend They also go into our private WhatsApp group. We send a number of bloopers and extra bits of material to via our messenger service as well. You can do that. Just go to afcbpodcast.com forward slash coffee. We truly appreciate the support. But until the next week's show, have a good week and up the cherries. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the gold sands is raised! Everyone here knows what that could mean to this football club.